All right, what is up, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer from Blue and Gold with our uh, football analyst, Tim Hyde. I seriously feel like, Tim, I am on this computer looking at your face every single day. I mean, it's it's like Saturday feels like a, a blink, you know, like it, it was uh, just a moment ago, but here, here we are. Um, we are a day early. I apologize about the uh, – I tried to tweet it out earlier today to let people know, but – um, for folks, we are, um, you know, usually live on Wednesday nights, but Tim had uh, an obligation, so we moved it up. Um, but yeah, Tim, how you doing, man? I'm doing really good. It, it's funny you say that. My wife was just saying that 20 minutes ago. Like, didn't you just talk to Singer on the on live? I was like, yeah, that was game day, sweetie. It's been a few days, but they all get start to blend together as the season gets rocking. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, expecting a good group tonight, as always. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Tom. Um, Jake R says, I sense chaos is about to ensue in the chat. So our Wednesday show, usually, of course, now it's Tuesday today, but um, it, it, it's been a blend of recruiting and, and the football team. It, it's just shifted to football because there's always so much to talk about with, with the you know, team, and it's, just, it's not as busy with recruiting. We're actually planning um, to have a uh, our first Notre Dame football recruiting show um, with Trey Yannity, who's just like this awesome YouTube host for for college football on our on three um, network, and um, and me. And so that'll be Thursday at one p.m. Eastern time. So that'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys um, check that out. And um, yeah. It, so going back to the Wednesday night show, it's like a blend of team recruiting. Now it's just team. And it's like a little bit looking back at last week and a little bit looking forward to this week. We're just talking 100% quarterbacks today. We're, that's really all we're going to talk about unless the chat has something else they want to, you know, drop a super chat with and ask us or something's really good going on in the chat. Um, or I guess really bad for that matter. And uh, we, we can talk about that. But uh, Tim, um, we... First, we'll go to, of course, the best thing you saw in in the past week. When when what was that, Tim? Oh, the, well, best thing I saw since there's uh, nothing to talk about from Saturday, right? But uh, no, the best the best thing I saw was 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 what you're just talking about recruiting. Uh, Mr. Mike Singer went down to St. Louis and watched some really really good football players, uh, you know, play each other. Right? You had a uh, Mr. Wingo play a uh, Mr. Love, and the film. Love is electric. That guy is one heck of a running back. And kudos to you in your article. I love the interview you did with his uh, his father. After, you know, he was he, they took an unofficial the whole family this weekend, and I don't know. It was, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I loved I loved what the dad had to say, and uh, just parlaying that onto the film. The film that you posted on your Twitter feed was nice. I know you sent me a nice picture, and it's like. This guy, he his senior film is better than the film from last year. He looks yep. shiftier, looks a little bigger. He, I mean, he is. This guy's gotten legit over the last couple of years. So he's big, big time target as you post right there in your article. So that was my best of the week, seeing some really good football players down there in St. Louis. Yeah. So Tim's talking about there, Jeremiah Love, a big time 2023 running back. So I was in St. Louis watching him and his teammate Jeremiah McClellan, 2024 receiver. They both scored two touchdowns apiece. The other side is Ryan Wingo, big-time 2024 receiver as well. He caught two touchdowns in the game. Um, so, like, a few hours after the game ended, I guess Love got a couple hours of sleep, and then the family drove over to South Bend. Um, and uh, I was, like, writing this article up that YouTube audience can see on the screen, um, and I posted this video literally right at kickoff. So this has been our worst-performing um youtube video in quite some time that's up on the screen right now with me you know at the christian brothers game but um you know you can uh, see some of the the clips and yeah jeremiah love um he, he was fantastic they don't run him a ton i think he had like nine or ten carries yeah. on, on the night you think if they need uh some easy touchdowns they just give him the ball here it was a touchdown run yeah. i mean just the change yeah. of direction the cutback the speed the vision patience he runs with as well Four different cuts there, Mike. Four different. This one cuts. was this one was like, okay, that's Marshawn Lynch. Yes. I mean, just get yeah. off of me, child. That's what that one looked like. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, He's a good football player. 
he yeah, yeah. he is outstanding. So you can find this article at Blue and Gold, but you know the video I would I would definitely recommend go to our YouTube page um, and uh, and find well, that. Well, real quick off of that, Mike, uh, talk about the you know Christian Gray. He was on campus too this weekend, right? So it was like he, St. Louis. I know you posted about Wingo it's coming back. Yes. down the road and just the same. I mean, how about that tweet? Just St. Louis in general. You know, it seems like that's been a really good hotbed for Notre Dame lately. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give you a little teaser, Tim. I love it. And YouTube audience. I texted a source. I was like, hey, oh, I mean, I think you got, like, I think Notre Dame should do like a fan, like a, I didn't say Fantastic Four, but sure. like a, 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 a St. Louis Four graphic. I love it. Because Gray is recruiting all three of the, yeah. the, the St. Louis football community is very small. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone's you know, grew up playing, you know, Pop Warner together or whatever it is. Um, so these guys all know each other and um, Gray really wants to get all these two guys together. I know um, maybe a parent or two of, of one of these players is also wanting the, this quartet of Wingo, McClellan, Love, and uh, Gray, who's already committed to Notre Dame, to all play together. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, pretty neat. Um, I don't know I if it. my suggestion was actually heard or this was just a coincidence, but I would like to think that, um, you know, no, that when that tweet came out and I know Christian Gray after the game, you know, you know, cause people are like, Oh, all these recruits are going to leave. And what did he post? Like a million percent or whatever yeah. it was like, I'm locked in, I'm going to ND. And then this comes out and some of the comments is just great. It's great. Cause it, they're St. Louis, that Catholic league down there, they got some dudes down there, so it's a heck of a recruiting base, and Notre Dame has been slowly building that the last few years. Yeah, here's what he tweeted: hundred, uh, yeah, um, a million percent. I don't know if you can be a million percent locked in, but you know. we'll take it. We'll take we'll, it out. Yeah. We'll take it. You'll take it. All right. Well, folks, please um, drop a thumbs up on this video if you like what we're doing here at Blue and Gold, which I, I definitely. Hope that you do and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not yet. And uh, yeah, blueandgold.com, $1 for one year of premium access. Um, good bit of recruiting content coming up this week. And uh, official visitor on campus, four-star receiver Tayshawn Lyons this weekend for the Cow game. So he's a Northern California kid and the Irish are playing a Northern California school. So um, that I think will be interesting. But uh, Tim. Love it. Tyler Buckner out for the season. I saw the Quint, when Q, Quinn Ewers, the uh, Texas quarterback, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Same exact kind of tackle. Yeah, it's da- like when the quarterback falls on his shoulder, then you see them slide a couple yards on yeah. that shoulder. Ooh, not good. And um, Ewers is, I think, out for th- a month. Buckner's, you know, w- was much uh, worse sprain or, yeah. or whatever the technical the medical word was but yeah out for the season now big blow i mean as soon as he went down and you saw him on tv holding that thing there first thing was like well he's not playing against cal i mean that was you know i'm not a doctor and uh whatnot but when you know i've been around enough football players to know when a shoulder popped out and whatnot and i obviously it's a non-throwing one which is great but yeah, when the official word came out on uh, Monday during Marcus Freeman's press conference, it's it's a killer. It's a killer for him because of the he's injured. He missed his what a sophomore season in high school, had the All American junior year, and then his senior year taken from COVID. And obviously, he, you know, even last year he got hurt. He had the hammy, couldn't play, suit up for the Wisconsin game. So then the spring game. You know, whatever happened with the sprained ankle after seeing a professor or something, and now this for the whole season, it's 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 a killer for him because it's there's going to be just a million things going to happen between this Cal game and the next time we see Tyler Buckner. You know, there's going to be a lot lot to take in between now and then. So really feel bad for him. I like him. I think he's such a dynamic guy. You know, we could complain about the offense and what Buckner should run in the offense and whatnot, but. He's out, and it's it's a killer for Notre Dame because he was the guy, but it's time to regroup, rally, and it's all on Drew Pine and Mr. Steven Jelly because, you know, those two guys are the next two uh, to come in and get ready to roll. Yeah, Tim, my feeling on this was, and I'm sure you agreed with this, was if if he can throw the ball well in, in this yeah. – passing offense can get going down the field. They're not going to have to rely on him in the running game as much, maybe, you know, scrambling obviously sure. and 
um, a read option here and there, but I don't think Tommy Reese wanted Tyler Buckner to be the focal point of the rushing attack. And he did end up doing that with yeah. 13 carries for, you know, 44 net yards and his, he gained a 52s, eight yards, a loss because of sacks. But um, yeah, Tim, Notre Dame couldn't throw the ball very well. I mean, Buckner was 18 to 32 for 201 yards. Not terrible. Um, you know, 56% completions also through two picks, of course, but they just had to keep running them and he got hurt on the designed run. And it's, yeah. it's kind of a guy with injury history. You're just kind of, you know, playing with fire there. And unfortunately, Notre Dame got burnt for the lack of a better term. Well, you, you said it perfectly in your, in that, in your first sentence right there was, you know, the deep balls. I mean, they have gone deep a handful of times without any luck whatsoever. I mean, you look at the play right before halftime, it's like he's wide open for a walk-in touchdown. Boom, you know, you're up, you got the lead at halftime, all those good things, and then they miss it. There's the one deep one to uh, Styles as well in Ohio State. They miss it. A handful in this game as well where they just missed it. And um, I even go back to the one series where, um, you know, on the Patterson, when, when Jared Patterson goes – the false start. They got the lead. It's 15 to 12. It's third and three. Patterson false starts. Notre Dame has to take a timeout because the miscommunication was not uh, on. And then it's third and eight. Lindsey runs by his guy. He's got eight yards on that corner. And Buckner throws an out route. It's like, just throw it up, touchdown, you win the game. So always, every time there was some form of a deep concept, a deep route, they were missing. I remember when we were texting me, you and uh, Mike Goolsby, on the deep Ben route, the mayor, when I texted, Oh, you got to hit that. He was so open. That would have been a 25, 30 yard, some odd gain to mayor. He didn't, he was inaccurate with the, with the deep balls down the field in the pocket. And, um, and it cost him going back to your point, you start getting eight men, nine men. Every time Notre Dame had two tight ends next to each other, you got nine in the box because no one was, was scared of Tyler Buckner competing, excuse me, uh, you know, completing a deep ball. And it showed over those two games. And we talked about it. Everyone's always mentioned it. Buckner's dynamic, you know, all those things. But he's one play away. And I think everyone expected at some point to see Drew Pine or Stephen Jelly, whatever, you know, takes place down the road. No one expected it to happen in the fourth quarter of game two. Yeah. It, it should be noted. It's not all, we're not blaming this all on Buckner. The, no. You know, it's, um, Jaden Thomas is not getting separation, uh, even though that long ball was uh, before the half. Buckner could have thrown it better. Oh, Lindsey yeah. still could have made a play, you know. So yeah. there, there's it, it's it's it, offensive line could give Tyler more time. So was, there's there's a lot that that goes into. It's not just Buckner missing passes. I do want to also mention if you were this is just really a quarterback show. So um, I, if you don't like. Talking about quarterbacks, this isn't the show for you, but who doesn't like, you know, quarterback discussion? or Especially you know, Notre Dame and especially when the backup's in getting ready yeah. to go for his first start. This is going to be yeah. Drew Pine's first start. Yeah. So we saw him in relief last year, played really well in those two games. Now it's his show moving forward. Yeah. So Susan um, just asked what time's the presser tonight with Reese. It's not on live or anything. So Patrick Engel and Tyler Horka will have coverage of that. Like, it's not like, I, I think it's more of like a, a media scrum around a table yeah. rather than a true press conference. Yes. Um, and um, so if you're with us live, you can drop a super chat. If you're watching back or obviously listen back via podcast, you can't drop a super chat with a question. I do believe we added a feature on our YouTube channel that you can give us a, a, a thanks. It's just, you know, it's kind of like a super chat, but not live. Um, so, um, you can feel free to, if you want to support the channel there as well, you're very welcome, Susan. Um, so Tim, yeah, I think that kind of covers the Tyler Buckner portion. I'm sure we will still discuss him as the show goes on, but, um, I'm going to, we're going to talk more about Drew Pine. He's the next man up in the starting quarterback. I'm also going to play. I got about six and a half minutes of footage that I compiled back. I think after fall camp or spring ball last year. So I I hope it comes through and is it, it's clean uh, visuals for our YouTube audience. Um, so let me know in the chat if it's you know choppy and I should just turn it off. Um, but yeah, Tim. So let's uh, let's talk a, a little Drew Pine and um, 
you know, watch, watch some of his, uh, you know, yeah. practice film. So yeah, Drew Pine, what you, I know you rewatched the Cincy and yes. Wisconsin snaps that Pine took. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I mean, I went back as soon as this was, uh, official and he's the guy kind of like you said no disrespect to tyler buckner and whatnot but you're in the season it's it's who's next you right someone's got to play you know you know they're not they're not getting a a bye week here you know take it easy and prep guys it's no you're working going 24 7 getting these guys ready and it's it's drew pine he's going to be the next one in you know he's obviously been there for a few years been in the system with tommy reese was recruited by tommy reese and then last year, for as much as Tyler Buckner played, obviously he was their, you know, their their run game quarterback. You know, they had the special packages for him. When Jack Cohn was injured, when Jack Cohn was, you know, you know, couldn't go, they put in Pine. And Pine goes in there, threw some nice balls, had a good little rally in the Wisconsin game. Obviously, the kickoff return and the pick six after pick six by the Notre Dame defense helped. But Pine went in there and just had some really nice drives, beautiful slant for a touchdown to Kevin Austin. And then he he rallied Notre Dame in the Cincinnati game when it was just, you know, Jack Cohn was, was horrible in that first half. You know, and Buckner threw a pick in that game as well. It's 17 nothing. He comes in and gets two out, out, outstanding uh, touchdown drives. And I don't think he did a lot bad for a backup and watching the Cincinnati game. I'm not saying he's, you know, Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen by no means, but he came in and played really good. He competed, you know, was there, and it's so funny. I mentioned the Buckner Lindsay. They had the same thing in the Cincinnati game. Lindsay's running free. Pine throws an out route to nobody. So whatever that call is, I've seen it two years in a row. It's like, Figure out what that is because Lindsay's running streaks while quarterbacks are throwing outs. And if it's streaks, it's touchdowns. But uh, I, I was impressed. I, I'm impressed because people obviously it just feels like it's pitchfork nation out there. And it's just, oh, we're not going to win a game. Let's just get ready for 2023. Hey, Notre Dame's had some injuries in the past. Heck, his quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, let's don't forget, has come in games. 2010, Tommy Reese is a freshman. Went what five and zero to finish the season and got a bowl win at the end of the year. So all is not lost. I think they're going to put together a nice little package. And and you know Mike Pine does things different than Tyler Buckner. So we're going to see a heck of a lot of that against Cal because Cal has a really good defense. Tim, as a football coach, is there something to Pine has come in and mop up? Or not excuse me, not mop up duty. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, pitch uh what, what's what's the baseball term um yeah relief pitcher relief pitcher thank you yeah. Tim. is yeah. there something too that now he's the starter there's a little bit different pressure instead of just coming in and just being like all right no there's no time to think about messing up you just go out there and right. it's time to perform yeah no exactly and i know people people have been down on pine i get it you know as a guy who's a coach you know, I mean, the guy's been on the on the field hanging out, chilling for three hours and fifteen minutes. Buckner gets hurt and says, "Hey, we need two touchdowns, Pine." So I get that, like, "Oh, Pine didn't look sharp." Yeah, he he didn't he didn't look sharp, but you know, look at the situation and whatnot. So, um, he but I'm, I'm saying he did look sharp last year. Last year against Wisconsin and Cincinnati. It's just different expectations now because now you're the starter. Yeah. And now he's got a, a whole week to think about this rather but, than just being thrown in there and let your instincts take over. Is there is there something to that or is that just made up media talk? Uh, that could, yeah, they give it a little both, but maybe more media talk. It's like, I mean, number one, he's at Notre Dame. I mean, Drew Pine, that Notre Dame, he had a heck of a lot of scholarship offers. He's at Notre Dame. Tommy Reese has been with him for a few years. And the best thing that Drew Pine could do sitting down and watching film this week is his own position coach has been in this exact situation before. You know, Dane Chris goes out, boom, he replaces him. Chris goes, obviously gets hurt again in 2011. Reese was there. You know, 2012, Reese was benched. Don't, you know, let's not forget forever Golson. And then in 13, it's it's the Tommy Reese show. So I I, I don't know. There's something about Pine, you know, a little, you know, I know our, our good friend, Mike Goolsby, you know, with the, the half shirt, that's his little cockiness, his little swag he likes to play with. There's something about him, you know, and maybe, you know, does that rub off on the team? I hope it rubs off on the team because they need to rally their butts off for him. You know, the, when you're playing a backup quarterback the rest of the way, the defense needs to tighten up. The O-line needs to tighten up. 
uh, and these wide receivers just need to, to battle their butt off and get open uh, a heck of a lot more than they have. So, you know, but he's got a, I think he's got a really good quick release and watching the since going back to the Cincinnati film, his under, you know, it's funny. I was looking at my notes. I keep notes from every game. Got a big old folder. And uh, the notes that I wrote down, I was reading last night was really, really accurate underneath short, short, quick game. Maybe they do more RPOs with him. And when I say RPOs, it's more of the play action fake and the, and the release where Buckner was the run game. So and, you know, when I say RPOs, it's always the power, the inside look as he's looking outside, reading a certain coverage with Buckner, the RPOs was more, I'm going to run it or throw it on, on the, on the, you know, when he's out there on the perimeter. Tim, this video we've been playing on, I still hope YouTube audience, let me know sure, if it's, it's sharp. It's still, okay. So yeah. he, he's completing hundred percent of his passes. I mean, he looks freaking like Tom Brady, Joe Montana had a child. Like he looks fantastic. So, um, we got a, a super chat. Uh, Any Davis says it's pine time. Nick, where have you been, bro? Where, I, Nick, where where have you been? I I haven't seen you on a blue and gold. I haven't seen you on our YouTube forever, Nick. I I I, I missed you. Where the where the heck are you? He just shows up um, when uh, is that the end of the video? Look at that six and a half minutes. Nick just shows up when um when when pine starts. Thank you for the super chat though. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say is exactly it, it is Pine's time and he's he's the next one in there. So, I, you know, I look at it. I, I know I texted you earlier. You know, I was like, all right, no more whining, no more complaining. You know, you got to rally the troops. It, you do. And Freeman's got to rally these guys. I think offensively and rewatching the two games, especially Marshall, there's a I mean, literally a couple plays like one block away from a huge touchdown run. If Buckner keeps it, there's one play where, uh, oh gosh, uh, what's his name? Diggs, where Diggs gets tackled for a tackle for loss. If Buckner's shoulders were just turned the proper way, he probably throws a bubble and it's, and it's, it's covered against cover zero. You get a block and you could go. So there's been a handful of things. And I, and I think Marcus Freeman's kind of alluded to this as well with the old line, coming off blocks a little too early. It's like be way more patient and stay on things, stay on the down, the damn down guys longer. If they stay on the front four longer as they're blocking, they're going to get more yards. They are coming off a little bit too early, which was the same issue under that guy named Jeff Quinn last year that they were having. So hopefully they could get that fixed, but yeah, it's, it's pine time. He's the guy. And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, you can't sit and complain. He's at Notre Dame. He's the quarterback. I think he could rally these guys. And they got a, they got a schedule that's tailor-made still to get a bunch of wins out there. I, I truly believe that. Folks, if you're just joining us, please hit the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to our channel if you have not yet and drop super chat if you have any questions you want answered by uh, myself or tim hyde right away uh we're, we're gonna i got a couple more things about pine before we move on to talking about my boy steve angeli my hair's a little messed up in the back here um don't make fun of me folks um tim I, we we talk a lot right it's we we, we we talk about every day just chit chatting as you like to say over a text message this is a new optimism are about Drew Pine? Are are you are you just really glass half full right now and just kind of change your tune? Don't don't BS me, Tim. What are you thinking? 
You have, I mean, number one, you have to be. I mean, you just can't sit there and just no, you don't. <laughs> no, you, just... you don't have to be optimistic. Oh <laughs> no, can... no, but you know what? Um, I am. I, I mean, like I said, I went back and watched the games. I was like, okay, because the last time, uh, hey, the last time we saw Drew Pine was the spring game, right? And he was bad. He was horrible. Everyone's like, oh my god, I hope he transfers. Have I mean, people are talking about Stephen Jelly as the as the second stringer, you know, coming out of spring. But then you got to take a deep breath and be like, the dude played both sides. Buckner slips out of a professor meeting, right? And he's running back and forth going all that. Was he great? No. The 15th practice at spring, and he's got to play both sides until Angeli took over in, uh, in Paulus. So I'm not saying he's he's far from Jimmy Clausen. He ain't no Brady Quinn. He is Tim, a backup for a reason. Tim, I feel like your reasoning about the spring games, what I said, and you were not having any of it. If I recall, maybe that no. was Goolsby. You did say that. Me, I agreed with you. I thought he was okay. I thought he was bad, but I understood okay. a lot of the reasonings for that. Because the dude, right. I mean, there, come on. I was laughing during that. The guys, I mean, how many times did you see him? He's throwing the wristband to go put another one on because he had to play for two different coaches in that game with two different wristbands. So I don't, I, I, you, you were definitely correct in the spring game. Like, do not judge Drew Pine off of a spring game or he's playing all over the darn place. I don't know, Tim. I've been a lot or, excuse me, correct a lot here lately. I, I feel like on the Buckner thing, I was right about like everything. And this never happens. Um, but I feel like I called a lot on Buckner. But real, I, I, you know, but real quick before you know, we turn the tables and, and uh, obviously talk about Angeli and the future of QB is, I think you have to. I think you have to be full because he can do some things. He 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 has shown Buckner. it in games. Okay. I mean, he played against you know Wisconsin and he played in a top ten game in the second half where he went out there and, and, and competed his, his butt off is what he did. So. I'm thinking, obviously, as a coach, deep breath. Hopefully, Tommy Reese takes out some of these checks, some of these sight adjustments that, that they do with the wide receiver, which is shown in some games. They're just off. They really are. I hope they're like, let's just call routes, and you dudes run the routes, and this is the call, Drew Pine. Figure it out. I hope I knock on wood. Notre Dame gets out of – 12 personnel. I just do. I don't think the tight end blocking has been nails. And if they are going to do 12 personnel, just have a hip tight end, not an inline guy, a guy that they can motion and bomb in. I would start playing stays and Raritan more just to get them interlocking. And I would just make Michael Mayer just a wide receiver the rest of the year. Slot, boundary, trips, whatever you want to do. And, and let, uh, you know, let Drew Pines have different windows, true windows and a true two by two or three by one sets to where he could read better. I just realized I forgot to mention my best thing of the week. Um, we're we're going to get to that gotcha. in just a second, but first uh, I got to pay some bills. So uh, do want to mention that it's time to hear from one of our new sponsors. Uh, and that is my favorite. It's not like my favorite people in the world right now is over at a, a rogue shop. Um, so let me tell you guys a little bit about Rogue Shop um, in just a second because Mike Singer's struggling here. I'm forgetting my um, my my best thing to read, and uh, yeah, it's just this is just I'm, I'm, I'm on the struggle bus today. Uh, okay, Singer's ducks in a row. Okay, here we go. Time here for one of our sponsors. It is a husband and wife outfit. Now for YouTube audience. Um, we have the uh, their, their website up, and it'll pop up. See down in the left-hand corner, this is Charmaine, the owner. They are always available for a chat, um, at least every time I've been on there. They're always willing to answer questions, um, and they are just fantastic. So husband-wife outfit, Mr. Rogue and his wife, Char, are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small-batch sustainable plant medicine, medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm it and grow it all themselves everything by hand and their website, which again, YouTube audience, you see it on the screen, rogueshop.com. There's products that will give you, you know, that, that high, that euphoria, but there's a lot more to it. I think there's something for everybody. Their products have been known to help with anything from stress, anxiety, chronic pain, insomnia. If you have a question about the products, jump on the live chat and they'll get you steered in the right direction. 
I received a box of product and Char had a handwritten note for me to explain everything. Guys, their goal is holistic healing, making your life better. Um, if you suffer from stress, insomnia, it reduces inflammation, anxiety, mood disorders. They have topicals that are great for pain in specific areas. So young, old, you know, different stages of life, rogueshop.com, these folks will help you out. So when you write as many articles as I do, Tim, you're doing these shows all the time, you need a good night to sleep. And uh, yeah, when that sleep cycle comes, these, uh, you know, Rogue Shop products help me out. So rogueshop.com and folks, we do have, um, if you're a Blue and Gold listener, which obviously all of you are, if you use promo code Blue and Gold, you get 10% off your order. So um, again, folks, rogueshop.com. A couple of my notes real quick off that there, Mike. I wrote, these are my notes from uh, last year with Drew Pine. Very comfortable in trips. Tommy Reese used multiple uh, motions you could uh, for Pine to identify coverages. So you want to see more of that. And then right here, he's got better feet than Jack Cohn. I mean, that, that wasn't obvious, right? But he he could scramble. He's got a little of that Ian Bookish to him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had what, multiple years with Ian Book. So he has a little bit of the book where he can scramble, which he had a couple scramble runs last year. In the, in the games that he got in and a nice one against Cincinnati to extend the drive. So there is some positive shows intensity showed leadership out there. So those are all things that just taking notes. This is a year ago uh, when he got out there and played. So rally the troops. That's got to be the goal for Mr. Freeman and uh, Tommy Reese. Now, when you said you had notes, I was like, you bet the, is this a rogue shop notes? Like you take a notes about rogue <laughs> shop. Here, here is the letter that uh, Char, the owner wrote me. I mean, like, so love it. Yeah, so they are very hands-on, help out. I love it. I, I'm excited, and they have a uh, they at least have one customer in me. So, okay. Um, Susan says, uh, Mike has been right about Buckner. I, listen, I, 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 I liked him in the Ohio State game, but I, was, I just don't feel very confident about him throwing the football downfield. And, the more, yeah. and he's electric as a runner, but the more you run him, the more likely he's going to get hurt, and that's – I obviously didn't foresee him being out for the season after, you know, two games, but that's where we are. Um, this is gonna be a pattern. Said, let's see how he fares with Steve Angeli. Angeli's my boy. Um, Tim, let me get to my uh, sure. best thing I saw this week. I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Manti Teo uh, returning to Notre Dame this weekend for the game against California reports Blue and Gold's Tyler Horka. I, I haven't watched. Have you watched any of the Netflix documentary, Tim? I watched the first part. It's, uh, it's really, yeah, I got to finish the second part, you know, watch too much football at night, but, uh, I watched the first part. It's, it's good. I mean, I love Manti Teo. The dude was unbelievable to watch. I, I remember when he committed and it was live and all that stuff. And when it broke all over the place, it was huge, huge, beyond huge. Cause I was really close to, you know, some of the, the coaches at USC, a close friend of mine is coaching there. That's with Pete Carroll up in Seattle to this day. And they always thought he was he was a, a USC lock. So, um, and uh, that was huge. So, and I'm excited. He's coming back. You know, since all this is is broke, he did come back for the big green game. I think the Stanford game in 2018. A lot of, you know, the Brian Kelly guys. Since the old guys never showed up, but <laughs> the Brian Kelly NFL guys showed up. I think that was the Stanford game, the first big green out. Or no, it was Michigan. Excuse me, okay. Michigan. The kickoff 2018. Yep. It was Michigan. Great game. And uh, Manti Teo and a bunch of the old dudes were, were back. So I'm glad he's coming back. He's going to do a speech, which I guess they're hyping this up now, Mike, the, the victory march after the Basilica. I'm not a fan of it. I'm old school. Go to mass, just play football. Now yeah. they're going to mass, pep rally football. Ooh. But that's just me. That's just me. Some people may like it. I don't like it. This. Pep rally's Friday. Just do the- I know. I, I don't, I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Go play ball. Go play ball. You know, ask Mike Goolsby next time, you know, when you chat with him, how he would do Basilica, Pep Rally. Now go play Mike Backer and do, you know, go fill against Michigan in 2004 on the ISO. How would that go? Okay. Super chat, Tom McGuire. Um, Really appreciate this. He says, why aren't we seeing Tyree out in the slot? He's a game changer. I I mean, I I have to agree. Tyree's a consistent pass catcher. Um, you know, you, you can do different things with them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jet sweeps out of the slot. Um, heck, you could do, um, you know, um, something where you bring him in motion for a reverse. Um, all sorts of things that you, with Chris Harrington's slot. It, if you're if we're picking between him and Jaden Thomas, love Jaden Thomas, but I'm taking Tyree. If they're not going to play him a ton of running back, why? Why wouldn't you put him in the slot? It's not like Notre Dame's super deep at some of these receiver positions. That goes back to that weird comment Freeman made after Ohio State. We got three running backs, three packages. And I'm like, that just, I've, I've never understood that because you saying, so that's the DC. Oh, Logan Diggs is in. These are the three things they're going to run. Tyree's in. All jet sweeps are a screen, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I've never understood that. Tyree at the slot. Can he be a slot? Can't is he a tight, you know, Kyron Williams? Is he a good receiver? I don't I don't see why they wouldn't do that a ton. And then you flex Mare out. You got Styles, obviously, uh, you know, Lindsay, you know, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the total stats, the total touches by Chris Tyree, who got it up on the screen one, here. Top 100 running back, it's year three. The whole summer we heard about how he, you know, he looked bigger in his legs and it really worked out. You know, all those things was one of the Warriors. 12 offensive touches, nine rushes. Exactly. Exactly. And a couple of those were at the end of the Ohio state half, right? Where they're just running the ball, killing the clock. So it's like, I don't, I, I I mean, first off, number one, they don't have a lot of offensive plays. So let's get that in. There's not like they're, I mean, they're huddling like crazy killing clock. They did a little bit of tempo in Marshall, which actually worked. Why they don't do more tempo, which I hope they do with Pine, and just let Pine just be a true shotgun, read the field quarterback, and go fast and let him do that. They huddle way too much for 2022. They should be going faster, way more. I mean, this is, but that's the NFL mentality and Tommy Reese and let's huddle and call plays, kill 35 seconds off the clock. What the heck, man? Let's go. They're letting the defenses confident, have checks, have calls, all those things. And I hope they get away from some of that and do a hell of a lot more tempo moving forward. Okay, Jack, uh, we'll get to your super chat in a moment. But one more thing about Pine before we move into talk a little Steve Angeli. Tom asks, what kind of offense would Notre Dame put in for Pine? My thought is, I think it'll be, a, I think Reese will make it just a simple. I don't think like with Buckner is like, what is the offense? No offensive di- identity is like, are we a, a, you know, an organ of a decade ago, run the football with the quarterback and, um, you know, get the ball out in space. Like, are we a power team? Like what the heck is this offense? We still don't know. I think with pine, it's going to be a little bit more simplified. And I think that's going to be good. Yeah. I think we're going to see a bunch of Ian book type stuff. You know, I think we're going to see him scramble. May see a quarterback ISO is, is the main quarterback run may just be a QB ISO with him in one back. He's going to scramble. He's going to scramble a heck of a lot. I feel because he's, he's short. So, you know, you got some mountains in front of him. So he's going to scramble and have to find little windows um, type of offense. I would run. I, I just don't think Notre Dame. I, I think me personally, I think Notre Dame is wasting so much of itself constantly being in two tight ends as i said saturday night after the show like to be tight end you you don't have to play multiple tight ends you know they have michael mayer who's going to go to the nfl if bauman's the guy next year or raritan's the guy next year or stays one of them's going to the nfl so tight end you is not dying and i just hope they just play one and either tyree is the other slot and you get styles and Lindsay more outside and utilize some things of that nature. When I say 12 personnel, it's not so much bombing at tight end and mayor at slot. I'm talking when there's two next to each other. They have done that a lot this year. And it ain't rocket science, man. When you do that, everyone's going to, everyone plays quarters, man. Lock up on the outsides and put nine in the box and say, Notre Dame beat us up top. And going to your point 30 minutes ago, Notre Dame hasn't been able to hit anyone up top yet this year. And it's, it's killed the offense. So Jack says, I have no faith in Pine. Let the freshman pet play. Um, you know, Goolsby is often like, if, you know, if things are equal, play the younger sure. guy. You, you have to give Pine a shot, right? I mean, this is uh, this is not 
a game of Madden where like Pine has 78 overall and Angeli is 74. Yeah. So I might as well play the younger guy to get his stats up. This is real life. Like this is not a video game. Like these are real people. You have to give Pine a chance, right? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I said, I said to a good friend today, it's like, Freeman needs to start looking at this like he's like he just got drafted in the NFL. How do I get the second contract? I mean, seriously, how do I get the second contract? So he's not going to play some guy who just got there a little while ago and and led walk-ons out in the fourth quarter of the spring game. No, no, he's not going to throw him out there unless he is the truly ready. But we all know Pine was getting 50-50 reps with Buckner spring all of camp all those things up until you know a couple weeks ago so no no this is pine show if he goes out there and falters and you know throws four picks and it's like and jelly goes out there and he's the the freshman superstar fine freeman and and this program need to win and they're going to do whatever in the heck is possible to win a damn football game that's what they need to do and at this moment in time this week drew pine gives them the best option Yep, Joey says that watched some of Singer's video of Angelian High School. Um, true QB, his arms and money. So I figured out, let's pop on a, a video that I took of Angeli. This is just a single game, and I hope it comes through and in, in, in the audio, in the video is clean. But um, yeah, what 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 do you, what do you think of uh, of Angeli as a player? Break down his game, Sam. Just if Notre Dame does have to go that route. I mean, we talked about him a ton last year, like absolute amazing disrespect that's what you know you know, I'm not, you know once again i'm not saying he's top 10 quarterback in the country or you know he's you know any he's a good high school quarterback who played for a national powerhouse won a lot of games in one of the you know premier catholic leagues in the united states and he's ranked 600 and something i, I never understood that i think he's a good football player he's got i mean you've met him how big is he he looks solid, you know, like he's not, I mean, Drew Pine looks short. I mean, when Pine's out there, he, he looks like he's 5'10". I don't know, Pine, what, what are you officially listed at? But, you know, he's six foot five eleven. where it looks like Angeli's a little bit taller, good-looking shoulders. And Jelly is a heck of a, to me, I, if he's in the game, play action. That's where he, I, you know, I like the tight, I call it the Clemson, Ohio State offense from Urban Meyer with the t- tight end hip motioning play action in things of that nature a lot what the Rams do which you know Sean McVay's high on Tommy Reese run a bunch of those type of plays with the tight end I think he'd be a hell of a play action guy really good out passer I I always liked him as a quarterback is he a game changer is he a you know an NFL superstar down the road who knows but he is not the 600 best player in the country last year I thought that was ridiculous yeah I uh I love them. Yeah. I love, yeah. Pine is, there's no shot. He's six foot. He, no. He no. is, you know, he's about 5'11. And Jelly, it's weird because when you see him in person, he looks bigger than 6'2. He's listed at 6'2. His gotcha. dad's about 6'7. I don't know. I think Angeli could be done growing. Uh, but if he could get up to, you know, six, a solid 6'3 or 6'4, boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he throws a really nice ball. He's athletic. This is what I said when he yeah. was in high school. Said, think Drew Pine, but taller. That's what I always said because he's got all that accuracy, the moxie to him. Um, Very smart, accurate as heck. Um, So, yeah, I mean. And I'm a huge fan of guys coming from powerhouses, guys that are used to winning, guys that are used to getting coached hard. 17 and 1 as a starter. What, 17 and 1? Yeah, he's a good foot. He's he's a good. Fo- he's a good football player. Where Notre Dame, see that's the thing. Notre Dame, they just missed. It's not like they've gone out there and just laying eggs and throwing picks all over and running backs fumbling and all that stuff. That hasn't been the case. They've just missed plays. It's really what it is. So they're not throwing the ball in the stands. They've missed plays, and I don't think I don't think me personally that a lot of the the offensive calls haven't matched what they're seeing. It's like you're seeing sometimes nine men in the box. You can't run inside zone against nine in the box. And especially uh, Marshall a couple of times sliced the guys off the edge and there's no one blocking it. You've got to, you got to spread, you got to spread teams out because no one's going to respect you. 
until you start hitting the ball. Notre Dame's got it. They, they got to hit some of these. They got to hit some of these. Yeah. So, um, Joe asks, do you see a Jack Cohn, Tyler Buckner swap out situation? I'd say, heck no. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any point, you know, like Cohn and Buckner opposites at quarterback. Yeah. I just said that pine is, you know, just a shorter Steve Angeli, you know, with more experience. I, so I don't, I don't think so. Um, and, and then, yeah. So when Drew you Bre- Drew Brees might have been listed at six foot, but that's the exception. That's not the sure. rule. So. Like Russell Wilson, yeah. There's always a handful of those. But you've seen and Jelly does he has more? Does he have more zip? Because that's going back to watching Drew Pine, the under stuff, the out routes, the intermediate stuff. I always felt like Pines get rid of that ball really quick. I think that Pine's got a quicker release than Angeli, but I'm. I, I, I was even at practice in August and just I really just watched the quarterbacks entire yeah. practice. I I was like I posted on the message board and I got crap for it understandably yeah. so but my job I'm just to be honest with you guys yeah. and I still get crap for that but that's fine. I thought I thought Pine and Andrelli throw a better ball than Buckner. I never liked I never have liked Buckner's release. I don't know if just that practice he was just kind of taking it easy but just like does just didn't have the velocity on on these you know, just practice reps thrown to a, a graduate assistant, but I, I've just always been. I've seen all three of these quarterbacks in person because I covered yeah. all of them when they were recruits. Um, and uh, it's just, I don't know, man. Something I, we don't need to beat a dead horse on Buckner, but something changed with how he threw the football from his junior year of high school when he accounted for 81 touchdowns to you know going into Notre Dame. Uh, something changed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, well but, even on the one, uh, there's a first down pass. What uh, ended up being a first down on a third down pass to Jaden Thomas, where Thomas is open. Remember that great catch? They thought, oh, did that hit the ground? Great catch by Jaden Thomas. But the ball was just coming down into the dirt. Sometimes Buckner would have that issue where that ball would dip sometimes. With Buckner. Tim, sometimes I feel like you switch up, man. I'm switch not switching you. <laughs> Stick, hey. you are a huge Buckner guy. Don't I love up. Buckner. I'm just talking about his passes. He's not Jimmy Clausen. All right, the best quarterback I've seen at Notre Dame in ages was 2009 Jimmy Clausen. Notre Dame has not had any of that. Notre Dame quarterback play has been average, average. And they, you know, this is going to go to when we start talking about quarterback recruiting. What is going on at Notre Dame? All those things. But I, I like I like point. Buckner. If I had Tyler Buckner, this is the one thing I've never understood. And we, we said it the other night as well. Like, I just never understood why they didn't just do a true spread, spread the damn football field, empties, whatever, motions with empty and just run true. RPO is all over the place with him. Why are they doing an NFL style two backs, you know, type of stuff with Tyler Buckner? It's not his game. Is that it's just not his game. That's the talent in the team is running backs and tight ends and not receivers. Yeah, but they still have a couple wide receivers. You don't need – I mean, I mean, when has Notre Dame ever played eight receivers in a game? Never. So they still have some receivers. Are they Michael Floyd, Golden Tate, Chase Claypool? No, far from it. But they're still really good. Styles is a good football player. If if Len, I mean, that's the other thing. Lindsey's in his fifth year. You know, is it him running the wrong routes, the quarterback? Because he's constantly off as well. So, yes, they're not loaded at receiver – but all things equal, as our good friend Mr. Goolsby says, where the hell is Tobias May- Merriweather? You tell me you can't just throw a fade to a six foot four guy who runs four four? I'm just saying, one time, forget checks for anything. Tobias, get your ass out there and run fade. I love Tobias Merriweather as much as the next guy. But once, like, just think about how, once the last time you saw Tobias Merriweather, Tim, some practice clips from oh, exactly. stretching and then the All American Bowl. Yeah, I know. Notre Dame staff saw him 30 times. No, I I agree. I agree. But sometimes is Jaden – see, this is what I don't understand. Is Jaden Thomas head and shoulders above Tobias Mayweather? Don't – let's not go Mayweather. What about Joe Wilkins? Yeah, but he's been injured. See, this is my thing with Wilkins. He's been injured. So is he fully back? And Joe Wilkins is not – Joe Wilkins has never been a dude at Notre Dame. Man. He got one nice pass at Florida State and in the COVID game against Duke. Caught a couple hitches. Joe Wilkins has never been a dude. He just hasn't. I think he could be. Neither is Braden Lindsay, but Braden Lindsay's playing all the receiver snaps. Bra- 
Lindsay's famous for the great touchdown against SC in 19 on the reverse. Outside of that, I don't know. What, I mean, that when I think of Lindsay, I always think of the drop passes. That's what I think of. So <laughs> the Andrew, touchdown against Purdue, he drops. Yeah. Andrew asks, what's the deal with Paulus? Isn't he a junior by now? Uh, he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's in Buckner's class. Sophomore. Yeah, yeah, he's with Fisher and Alt's class. Yeah, he's a he's you know he's third string practice quarterback. I don't I don't anticipate yeah. him um, starting any games. At no, no, but no, Andrew. Do you not remember when? Hold on, when Nate Montana had to play in uh, was at the Michigan game during one of those years in the Weiss year. So let's don't uh, all right, let's don't go there. <laughs> all, right. all right, Andrew, definitely appreciate uh, the super chat and you uh, supporting. The show here. Um, uh, Tom did say, I, I really like Angeli. Why is your boy Tom? I like your suit, by the way. It's a great little laugh you got going on there. Listen, Tom, uh, you must be a little bit newer to the show. I, I'm a, I've been a huge Angeli fan going back to his junior year of high school when Notre Dame was recruiting him. Just always like just dealing with him, the family, um, what the coaches say about him, just kind of seeing him in person. Um, what I saw him in uh, practices junior year, a game senior year, and then the Under Armour All America a couple practices and watch that game on TV. Like I just thought he was fantastic. I, I think that the town of Ayers missed one. I, I've never thought that he's going to be like this, you know, uh, All American at Notre Dame. Or I, I, my thing has been he's just going to impress people. I don't know if he's going to get that shot at Notre Dame or if he, you know ends up elsewhere. But I think I think people are just sleeping on Steve Angeli. Um, so that's it. I bet. Well, I mean, we could all pretty much bet two bucks. He's gonna. He's playing sometime this year. He's he's there. I hope not, because then if Steve Angeli, if, if God forbid, knock on some wood, Tim. Do you have wood? Oh, I got a lot of wood. I got right right here. I got the wife's uh, desk right here. Yes. If Drew Pine goes down, and then is Steve Angeli and Ron Paulus? There's no uh, in-season transfer portal. You can't sign. You know, there's no free agency during the football season, well, so you this- can't bring in Cam Newton or. Colin Kaepernick off the street. I mean, is Cam Newton playing for somebody? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I lost track of Cam Newton years ago after he I don't was think in, he is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but that goes back to my optimism for this season. This football team is the defense. So this defense needs to rally up and can't give up 95-yard drives back-to-back weeks when the game matters. They can't do it. So All right. They, they can't. So we are we have one more thing to discuss and then we're gonna get out of here unless there's any more super chats. Is uh okay. So he's with the Panthers. Thank you, Joe. So he's oh he's still there. It's hard for me to see Cam Newton as a he's backup for his old team. Man, that's um good for him. That I, I feel like hey, paychecks well, are good in the NFL. Yeah, but everyone's got an ego and um the ego to be a backup for a team you were once an MVP for. So with all of this, let's like take a step back and not look at this season. Let's take a whole, a whole look at this Notre Dame quarterback situation. Let's just finish out this year. We're going into 2023. You have Tyler Buckner's now a junior. Drew Pines, a senior. Ron Paulus is a junior. Steve Angeli's a sophomore. There's, I mean, there's. I, I don't like to have this conversation that much, but it's something we have to discuss. I like. I don't like projecting what's going to be in five months because, like, so much of what's going to happen in these next several weeks will determine what happens in the off season. Things like, does Drew Pine transfer, or does he just ball out? Notre Dame goes nine and three or ten and two, yeah. and then he's the guy next season. And then it's Buckner who who goes. Like, who the heck knows? CJ Carr, there's rumblings. And again, I will have a report on this bloomgold.com on Tuesday night. Kind of what I'm hearing about this situation. Could Carr reclassify? He can change from a 20, and this is Notre Dame's borderline five star quarterback commit in 2024. He could move to 2023. Does Buckner being out for the season just like, I don't know, Tim, does, would that change anything for him? Do you think Notre Dame definitely goes to the portal? And then, Tim, I will allow you to have some revisionist history. Did Notre it. Dame screw up by not getting a portal quarterback um, for this oh, upcoming yeah. season? Well, n- well, number one, obviously, if CG, I mean, Marcus Freeman and them, I mean, first off, what the heck's going on with 2023 recruiting with quarterbacks flipping coins? Here it is the season, two games underway, getting ready to host their second home game. They're having visitors you know, crickets from the quarterback side. 
So does that mean nothing's really happening out there with quarterback land? Or are they just, you know, heck, we got CJ Carr. <laughs> Let's get him in a headlock and just say, you got to come now. Are they working their tail off to get him to come now? That's the other thing is he was held back, right? One, one of his years, like Jimmy Clausen was. When Clausen went to Notre Dame, he was a 19-year-old freshman. So if C.J. Carr comes in 2024, he'd be the same age bracket when Clausen came. So, you know, because technically Carr is a, a senior, I think I remember reading, where he was he held he's, back. He's older before. for his age. Yeah. Exactly. So Or older for his grade. I'm sorry. Hey, the quarterback room is wide open. CJ Carr, it's like if he could come now. I I don't think the Buckner injury has anything to do with it because he he has a history of some injuries. So if Buckner does come back, you know the quarterback room is going to be like, hey, whoever's number two, you're you know you're just a snap away because Buckner's going to run ISO and something's going to happen or and whatnot. He you know gets a sore hamstring and he's out. You know things of that nature. So I don't think anything happens with Buckner or excuse me, is, is going to affect CJ Carr. I don't don't think so. Well, let me interject. If I'm Carr, again, this is so speculatory in nature. This is just Mike Singer talking to Tim Hyde with our our Notre Dame family hanging out. I'm thinking, I mean, the, the last you saw Buckner was, was Marshall. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. I, I I would assume if Carr's reclassifying, he probably wouldn't also be able to enroll early because that's skipping three semesters now. Yeah. So Carr could legitimately fight for the starting job because if it's like, all right, we've seen the last of Buckner for the season. So he's not going to like show out because he can't. He's hurt. Yes. Pine, do you believe in Pine being some world beater that if he just, you know, tears it up? then he's definitely the guy next year. Like, do you believe in that? It's like legitimately fighting for the starting job, but I I wouldn't agree. But now as I'm talking about it more, it would be tough to be a true freshman coming in the summer and then starting a month late, a couple months later. That's that's true. No, exactly. Cause if he's reclassifying, I thought, I I thought it's been talked about or whatnot. It's been rumored out there. Like, I, I, I don't know of any, you know, I don't think uh, JT Daniels went in early. I think he had to finish all the way to June, and then he went. Yeah, then they're skipping. Yeah, Daniels reclassified early at USC, but you like when you enroll early, you're skipping your spring semester as a senior. You're graduating in December, so now we're talking skipping his whole senior year and a semester of junior. That's yeah. gonna. I, I mean, mean could he come? I mean, could see if CJ Carr does this? Are they expecting? where his school in Notre Dame is going to accept all his credits and his high school and all that stuff to where CJ Carr can come in January. If CJ Carr no, can come I don't in think January, so. No, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I don't it, think so. That'd gotcha. be skipping three semesters. That'd yeah, be no, very, no, I hear you. So that means CJ Carr is going to come, you know, next June after if. his year, do the summer workouts with the guys, start competing, do the seven on sevens, which every D one school does, you know, the workouts without, without the coaches and things of that nature. He'll, he he's going to be right there. I mean, Buckner has a history of injuries. CJ Carr has got to feel he's better than Drew Pine, even though Pine may have 10, 11 starts under his belt this year, but Pine's a senior next year as well. So Pine may be the guy next year, let's say, and then something's, something's going to happen, you know, somewhere, somehow. So I don't think CJ Carr is worried about who's on Notre Dame's campus. Now I think CJ Carr could come in there and, easily work himself up into the top two, meaning, you know, you're right there to go get some playing time as a true freshman. What does that do for the Notre Dame team and the schedule? If they have to play a true freshman next year, that's a, you know, those are issues. We'll worry would about you, would you like to see them get a transfer? If, yeah, oh God, that's a great question there. If Seton, okay. You got two things. If CJ Carr is like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to stay till 2020. If CJ Carr stays until 2024, they got to get a guy. They got to get a guy. I mean, bar none. They have to go get a guy immediately because the injury situation and jelly pine. But so much of this, Mike, is going to be between now and when SC goes or SC, well, when Notre Dame goes to the Coliseum. So much is going to be had. But uh, I think a lot, I think the transfer portal for a quarterback is going to be dictated on what CJ Carr does. I, I really do. Because if Carr wants to come, Buckner will be back. I mean, Buckner's going to be there in the spring. I mean, he'll probably be ready for bowl practices and stuff of that nature. 
And then you got Angeli, Pine got reps this year. Card, and then you can have four quarterbacks, four you know scholarship quarterbacks. You know, that's going to be tough to go get a transfer quarterback. Buckner started two games. Pine started 10. Let's just knock on wood. He starts the rest of this year. You bring in a quarterback that just take over for those guys. That's, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. Even, I still feel like if Carr reclassifies, you could still get a, a transfer quarterback. Look at what they're doing at the kicker position. And Hunter, <laughs> all of the competition, they're bringing in all sorts of transfers and st- walk-ons, but still like, why, why can't we have this a little bit? Like, let, let the best man win. True. I mean, if, if I'm a transfer, I'm like, okay, Ron Paulus beat him out. Drew Pine beat him out. CJ Carr is supposed to be senior in high school. And it's just, you know, me, me and a guy coming off of shoulder, shoulder surgery. I like who's had major Notre Dame also yeah. like just bring in competition. I, I mean, it is what it is. If guys can transfer out very easily, why not bring more in to battle for this competition? Because well, yeah, you, well, you, you could be down Drew Pine or Tyler Buckner next year. Like who, who the heck knows? I, know. I think, I, I think, Right now, we're seeing why Notre Dame should have gotten a transfer in the offseason. But Notre oh, Dame oh. didn't, and I know they could have gotten somebody pretty good. And they didn't. Oh, yes. They didn't want to disrupt this room, Yeah, and this is what happens. Well, you know, and, and, um, you know, with C.J. Carr, let's say C.J. Carr does come in 2023. Do they just be like, hey, let's just bring him in to redshirt him, get his feet wet, do all those things, you know, as we prepare for, you know, 2024, let's say and get him ready with his young guys and, and prep them. So do they go out and find another Jack Cohn, a guy who's played in some big games this year, a lot of really good experience that they know could come in and, and be that older older dude in the in the quarterback room. Will, will it be disruptive? Heck yeah, it will, especially if Pine starts 10 games and they're going out and getting a quarterback. Yes, yes, that's going to, you know, you know, you know, poke that little bear in that, in that quarterback room without a doubt. But – is it a quarterback that's going to come in and be the dude right away? That that's, you know, that's why Freeman gets paid big bucks and uh, has to figure that out. What's best for him and this football program. Don't sleep on my boy, Steve Angeli. That's all I'm saying. I don't think anyone's going to sleep. No, exactly. I don't think Tell everybody gonna, don't, don't do it. Not everyone's going to sleep on Angeli, but man, we're going to, we're going to see a heck of a lot, you know, these next, these next 10 games, you know, which, Hey Mike, we've talked real quick. For uh, all the fans out there in blue and gold, you know, you know, world out there, I mean, what can this team do? What what's a good season? As as you've mentioned a handful of times, what are we looking at? Is I don't know. Do you remember when I got mocked for my seven and five floor? See, see that's that? what I don't ever see. People went after you, and it's like that was the bottom guys. He said seven and five. And now is the worst it's, case. Now it's it's three, three and nine. nine. Seriously, three if Notre nine. Dame sucks offensively and can't yeah. score because everyone's just going to load the box, come yep. after pine. The offensive line's leaky. Receivers can't get open yep. running game. Is it just UNLV? Like, and that's yeah. the floor. Everyone's going to figure out three and nine. I'm not saying three, and nine. I think they're going to go like eight and four, um, seven and five ish. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're talking about Notre Dame and eight and four and seven and five after how good they've been, dude. This is crazy. It they is. lost a marshal. Holy crap. But hey, you know, we we talked a, about a week or two ago about how I mean, how Brian Kelly, you know, people aren't Brian, you know, people number one, people aren't Brian Kelly fans because he went to another job. If Brian Kelly retired and he's at a beach, I say I disagree. I think it's because I'm, I'm he went to a different he, job and then was a little turd. You know, like he was a no, I hear you, I hear you. For but, but continue. No, no, I was going to say, you know, if Brian Kelly retired after last year, he's on a beach. Yeah, the vitriol wouldn't be so crazy, fell out there. But um, but they were the, they were this close to being in this situation last year. I mean, last second field goal, obviously, beat FSU, Toledo, Vatek. Now, they were in those situations because of the defensive coordinator, and the defense was so leaky and got gashed for big plays last year. Uh, you know, Freeman taking over as the D coordinator were put in those situations, but they won those games. And if all they had to do on Saturday is catch one pass, one deep pass, they win this game 25 to 16 or whatever the heck it is. And we'd just be talking about, hey, Notre Dame needs to fix a thousand issues still, but they're one on one, which is a different, completely different world. So, 
these next 10 games. I feel, man, I'm knocking on wood, eight and four, eight and four, going to the Camp World Bowl, Mayo Bowl, whatever the heck it is. I don't like mayonnaise, so I don't want to see Freeman get doused by mayonnaise. That will really not be fun. I don't want to do a show after that, so hopefully it's not that bowl. But um, eight and four would be an amazing accomplishment. But that's going eight and two, Mike, the rest of the way. With Clemson and USC on schedule, so yeah, definitely a tough one. BYU, way. who BYU, just beat Baylor. Beat Baylor, yep. Yes. Yep. So tough, tough schedule for, for yes. Notre Dame the rest of the way. Um, the parallels to last year's schedule, at Florida State and at Ohio State, right? Then you got the group of five at home. Yep. And then you got – you played Jack, Jack Plummer and Purdue last year yeah. at home. And then game three this year playing Jack yeah. Plummer with Cal. So yeah. just, just pointing <laughs> that out. Well, folks, um, yes. here, here's here's the lineup. Wednesday, um, I th- will have some kind of YouTube content, I'm sure. Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, recruiting live show. Friday, final thoughts, observations, and prediction with Tim Hyde and myself. And uh, Saturday, we'll be yes. live on YouTube right after the game. So make sure um, you lock in on our YouTube channel here. Hit the thumbs up on all of our content you watch. Subscribe to our channel. Head to blueandgold.com. $1 for one year of premium access. And as always, folks, we really appreciate you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.